Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. On this episode, we talk about Lady Gaga's Super Bowl performance, the pending streaming deal for Prince's music, Universal's deal to manage the vault material, the latest on the Grammy Prince tribute, the Revolution's tour announcement, and lots more Prince news. Plus, the doc answers your Twitter and Facebook questions. And now, he wants your love and he wants your revenge. You and him could write a bad romance. Dr. Funkenberry. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the Dr. Funk Podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Remember, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and all the other platforms. So as soon as an episode drops, you have it right there. It just makes everything so much easier. We appreciate it. Uh, this week, we're going to be covering a bunch of stuff going on and a bunch, a bunch of Prince news. It's huge. What's up, Chris? Hey, Doc. How you doing, man? What is going on? I mean, what's it's, not going on? It's a, it's a plethora of news. So it's let's. Gra- yeah, it's Grammy just, week, right? There's a lot always going on Grammy week. Grammys this week was looking kind of soft for a minute. You know, you don't don't have Drake. You have a few others, but um, you got Bruno on the weekend. Bruno with the time with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. We'll get into that. But first, um, I know that you watched the game last Sunday because sitting next to you watching it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, the big game. What uh, a game. whatever big game. It was a big fourth quarter and an overtime. It wasn't the greatest game of all time. Greatest comeback. And that's because when you're up by that much, you just run the ball. And Atlanta didn't do that. And just basically, as great as New England's victory was and how everyone's all hype about it, it's the opposite for Atlanta because it was the biggest choke job in history. So you have that going on. And... Then you had the halftime show with Gaga, which was pretty good. I mean, you could tell at the beginning she's lip syncing. I don't know about the full performance, but obviously uh, her scene on top of the roof was pre-recorded. So some people are saying that she lip synced. And then some people are talking about her body, which probably people that are on the couch all the time and really shouldn't be talking about her body. I mean, there's nothing wrong with her body. Nothing. She did a great performance. It was solid. Yeah. Not the greatest all time printed, but it was. And then other stuff going on this week. Um, Stephen Colbert actually beat Jimmy for the first time in his show's existence uh, by 12,000 viewers. That's kind of impressive because usually Fallon gets the, the top guest then a few days later, Colbert gets it. I wonder if that's going to switch. And I think the person most thankful for a Trump presidency is Colbert because that's why he's getting such huge ratings. So got to take the good and take it with the bad. Absolutely, um, yeah. Curious, Absolutely, yeah. You know, there, there's more going on entertainment world, sports world, but we just got to get into the Prince news, man. There's just too much. I mean... This week, it started with the Revolution announcing tour dates. Um, So not only will they be playing the celebration at Paisley Park uh, between April 20th through the 23rd, um, 
It'll probably be the 20th, 21st, or 22nd because they announced that they're going to be playing uh, the Metro in Chicago on April 23rd. They're going to take a few day, a few days break. They're going to be playing uh, April 27th in Washington, D.C., the Fillmore Silver Spring. And then in New York City, April 28th, B.B. King's. Then April 29th, Philadelphia in the House, the Theater of the Living Arts. So those four dates along with the celebration with more tour dates to come. I know people are saying come to L.A., come to Australia. Right now that's what's going on. Now we kind of got to jump here a little bit. Um, and the tickets are going on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m., February 10th, 2017. Uh, there are pre-sales going on. Now, what we kind of have to mention here, and Andre Simone is going to be mentioned a few times during the show. But as you remember, Chris, because you were there, Andre kind of sang with the revolution at the First Avenue show's last year isn't that correct yeah he did a great job fronting the band for most of the songs uh back in september and i thought he did a great job and i was told about this tuesday night but um unless someone tells me to put it out publicly i don't um but andre made a statement about it today um talking about if he was going to be playing with the revolution at the celebration and other stuff. I mean, they had a plethora of guests for those shows. You had Andre Simone, you had Des Dickerson, you had Bilal come out for a minute. Now, what Andre said about the speculation if he's going to be with the Revolution, he said, I know a lot of you are expecting me to be at the shows with the Revolution, uh, speaking of the tour, and a lot of people have been asking me if I will be performing with them. They did not approach me about doing shows for this tour. I know there was a bit of confusion with my name being included on the BB King's website, but that was a mistake. Now, let me go off track with that. That's what happened on BB King's website. They put that Andre Simone was going to be there and Gail Chapman was going to be there, who Lisa Coleman replaced in 1980 on keyboards. So BB King's, I don't know where they got this information from, but it was inaccurate. So then it just caused a little bit of a, of a firestorm for Andre because people thought he definitely was going to be playing with them. I think this is why he made the news uh, now that he's not. And what he continues to say is, that said, I'm happy to say that Morris Hayes reached out to me and asked me to do some songs with the MPG at Paisley Park on April 23rd. So now we know that uh, the MPG will be playing on April 23rd at Paisley. Back to what Andre said, I've had an amazing experience connecting with so many beautiful people that are Prince's fans, and it's important to me to do what I can. Deep is music alive. I'm looking forward to seeing you all again. Love, Andre. Pretty cool. Very and cool. And to see Andre Very. with the MPG, Woo. I mean, they'll probably be doing Little Red Corvette. You'll have Sunny T hopefully doing Cherry Cherry. <laughs> but, man, that's some pretty cool news. You know, <sighs> all of this is just so crazy. So you're going to be having the MPG with Andre Simone. You're going to be having the Revolution doing their thing. And um, we're going to have to jump around. I know that there's been some really big news today 
regarding the streaming, regarding Universal Music, um, having the catalog. But we're going to get back to with, with Andre. Now, I'm sure some of you guys know that there's going to be a special on HAL, HLN this Friday entitled Prince the End. Uh, HLN is a subsidiary of CNN. And uh, the show is basically trying to figure out what kind of happened during Prince's final days. Now what we're going to do is, is kind of read what Catherine Anderson, who's married to Andre Simone, you know, born Andre Anderson, had to say about this. Um, I did talk with her on Tuesday night about this. Uh, she was wondering if we release a statement beforehand, before the show airs or after. Um, after I sent them some preview clips of the show, they decided it was just awful and they wanted to get the word out without waiting till after it aired. So I'm going to read this in its entirety. It is online. Um, I'll read your majority of it just so people get the wind of it. Just so you guys, while listening to the show, don't have to look for a link or whatever. You can stay right here to see what was said. Now, Catherine says how this happened. I'm fiercely protective of my husband. I love him for many reasons, and I respect him for being a man of great integrity. His truth has never been hidden amidst the shadows of confidentiality agreements. He always told his own story from his perspective freely. His story became insatiably interesting to other people because of a re reoccurring cast of familiar characters inside, outside, and around the story of his life. His childhood friend, bandmate, collaborator, and brother became the seventh child in a family with six children and went on to become a music legend known around the world. Andre so often said when asked about Prince in their childhood, I can tell you from my perspective, we should ask Prince about that. He'd always tell people how proud he was of what Prince was accomplishing, and then he would proceed to tell his own story. When your life, your youth, and your beginnings are as intertwined as Andre and Prince's were, the chapters of your life, your lives, continue to collide and grow together. The unwritten chapters of this story promise to be special and always seem intrinsically linked in my opinion, it was not time for Prince to exit the earth. There's always an argument that it was his time, that everything happens for a reason, simply because that's what happened, but he should not have died. No digging into the details of his death for a television show that would bring him back. His death should not be a show. I do not take being the first point of contact for requests pertaining to Andre lightly. I know that his standard answer, ask Prince about that, was no longer possible. Suddenly, it became clear that there was a huge hole in portraying Prince as a person and showing a human side to someone who so many saw as more icon than man. Andre suddenly felt a responsibility to honor Prince with some reality and humanity, and in turn, I felt a responsibility to both of them. I mostly said no to requests for Andre to be interviewed. In the case of Gail Mitchell for Billboard and Dan Rather for Lost Legends, there were assurances that they really wanted to give a heartfelt human side to Prince's story. Gail Mitchell and Dan Rather kept their word. I think we were all collectively mourning, and that being able to glimpse the person that we lost meant a lot to a lot of people. 
Prince truly has amazing fans. And I think that Andre came to realize that if you could offer a little light into the sadness that they were feeling, he was willing to say yes once in a while to things he would never have said yes to before. All this is to say that a CNN had come to us and said, we want to interview Andre for the show we're doing called Prince the End. The answer would have been an easy one. No. We were assured that this was in tribute to Prince, that honoring his human side was what they wanted to do and why it was important to have Andre's perspective. We talked about it, asked questions, considered not doing it, but finally decided to do the interview based on the conversations we had. The other day while watching CNN, a trailer flashed across the scene, our screen, Prince, the end, and all its tabloid splendor. I thought it strange that they would be airing two Prince programs in the same week. Suddenly, Andre's face, voice, and family photo flashed across the screen. This? This is what Andre was interviewed for? A show about how Prince died? I cannot express how deeply sad I am that this is a show and that Andre is now a part of it. I just went back and looked at the photo released we signed last week. It may be naive of me, but based on what Andre and I discussed with the people who asked him to take part in the documentary, I must have thought Prince, how it happened, meant how the boy turned into the man, turned into the musical phenomenon, turned into the philanthropist, turned into the legend happened. I can only pray that they handle Andre's inclusion with some dignity, but overall, please accept our heartfelt apology for misjudging this moment. Now, Chris, you know, you've seen the thing for this documentary. Um, do you plan on watching it? Uh, at first, I just based on the title, I didn't want to watch it because I don't care about the way he died. I, I'd rather celebrate the way he lived. But um, I, I do. I am curious and I do want to see the way that they're portrayed. I feel bad for the whole family that they they were basically duped into this thing that they've made and it's it's sensationalistic and it's i i don't support it but i'll probably watch it just because i'm curious to see how they're portrayed but yeah it's sad now you know i have it set on my dvr to record i was lucky enough to be sent it to watch last night um it's andrea swenson of um the current you know she she has a great title for it cnn's new documentary princeton raises more questions than it answers she said and i think this is very accurate is it feels like it was two documentaries put together so you have one that is trying to pay tribute to him then you have another that's trying to talk about how he died and you have uh, new interviews with Andre Simone, with Shaz Smith, who was a relative of uh, Prince's, and basically, not saying it, but the family, and just like how Andre was. Um, and then you have interviews with Owen Hunsey, who was Prince's first professional manager. Then you have another interview with Pepe Willie, who is Prince's, who acted as Prince's manager growing up. Then you have the brilliant Robert Whitman, who took uh, legendary photos of Prince in 1977 to where now when people go by 
um, this place in Minnesota, they always want to have their photo taken kind of how Prince had it or close to it. So it's an iconic image. Um, then you have, like I said, Andre's in it. You also have from CNN side of things, you have a few CNN reporters. You have Van Jones. You have Dr. Drew. Then you have these two people um, who I don't know from Adam that were talking about Prince like they knew him. Um, and then, you know, immediately when I saw the, the first trailer um, that didn't air on TV but was sent in on Monday, you know, this person was talking about the tweet of I am transformed and not understanding that that was a tweet from someone else and Prince was just copying it because it didn't have the EYE, it just had the letter I. Um, then this other schmuck who is a, apparently an investigative reporter you know, and try to say that Prince, you know, bedded thousands of women and not sure what they had to do with his career or making stuff. Um, but yeah, you had the Andre part and the Chaz part to where they were trying to talk about Prince growing up and who he was. Then you had Dr. Drew talking about the Percocet and then the hip issues. Now, all while this is going on, it's in HD. So... You have the CNN Larry King interview now in HD being played a lot. You have the CNN interview with him backstage at the Jam of the Year tour um, now in HD clean. You have the Musicology press conference from the El Rey Theater in Los Angeles. You have extensive footage of that that hasn't really been shown before except for maybe a 15-second clip on the news segments that day. There's just a lot of footage and it's very clean. So it's like I know that people don't want to watch it because of things said. It's just nice to have these things in HD. Um, now, Andre didn't go that route. You know, Chaz is an interesting character. He does bring up some things towards the end of the show, kind of like wanting to know what really happened. With Prince, someone has some explaining to do. A lot of people feel that way. Um, now these other people that they had making these assumptions, um, talking about April 16th of Paisley when I was there and trying to like figure out why he had the party or certain things, and they kind of played a brief snippet of John Bream on CNN after that event. And then it gets me because the morning of April 21st, I was dealing with stuff, trying to figure out what was going on with Paisley because people were trying to reach me before it hit the media that they felt something was wrong. Um, so this is my first time kind of seeing in all its sick and sad, uh, just at a loss for words, they showed like the breaking news of Prince passing and that was really the first time that I saw it, you know, when I turn into news later, it's like, we're just repeating the top story of the day, but kind of hit me hard. Mm. So you guys like be prepared. Um, let's not give them the ratings. If someone can, uh, you know, I got in trouble for saying this on Spreecast when I did a Spreecast. Um, if someone can record the show and upload it somewhere and we can share it that way so they don't get ratings so people can actually see it, 
Um, like I, I was sent the link through my phone and I was able to throw it to my TV. So if other people can do it that way, so they're not watching on a computer, but can sit down and watch it on a TV. Uh, I do really feel what Andrea Swenson was correct. It was like two documentaries spliced together. You had Andre and them talking eloquently about him and knowing what the heck they're talking about. Um, as for Owen Huntsey, as much as I respect him, and I hope he doesn't delete me on Facebook as a friend, as much as I respect Robert Whitman, uh, these are people that Prince had a relationship with in the late 70s. Uh, Owens was a little bit longer to the early 80s, but they don't have a relationship anymore. So they're talking about stuff then, and they're very knowledgeable on that. When you're trying to talk about stuff now, not so much. But I feel that Huntsy, I feel that Whitman, I feel uh, same with Andre, that they were wanting to speak and trying to make sure that the people that were going on other news outlets and didn't know him, that it's someone that does know him and is talked about. Because the problem is, is when CNN um, told me last year that they're going to start going in a different direction when it comes to covering Prince, I told him if it's no longer going to be positive, I want nothing to do with it. So my phone doesn't ring from CNN anymore, and that's okay. Um, unfortunately, I would rather have the truth told out because Kirk, Marone, and other people that were around, they don't want to talk about those last days. And can you blame them? You no. know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a lot. But that's why you have people from the past that are trying to do Prince right. Then they're sucked into this stuff. And it really sucks. But I would just... uh Kind of like my rhyme review of it is buyer beware. You're going to get some great HD clips, um, but you are really going to feel this whole thing of, oh, wow, this is really great with the interviews with Andre and others. But then you're going to have the Dr. Drew and these two other people that don't know what they're talking about. Just because you wear a fedora doesn't mean that you know it. And in all honesty, unless you're Sinatra or Johnny Depp, you really can't pull off a fedora anyway. So just cut it out. Okay, that's all I got to say about it is watch at your own risk, but be prepared, maybe have a few Kleenex. Um, that's how it's going to go. I don't know if that changes your mind on how quick you're going to watch it, Chris, but that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out, though. But thanks for the heads up. I appreciate that for sure. I know everyone will be happy to hear about that, that you gave us a heads up. You're welcome. And then another thing that kind of hit. Uh, earlier today that got mixed in with the Grammy news, which we have yet to discuss regarding the streaming and we've yet to discuss the universal group. Um, there's going to be a new documentary entitled pop life. What's interesting is, is one of the first few documentaries I ever, well, first few biographies or whatnot, um, books on Prince. One was called purple rain by Stephen Ivory. There's another one by John Bream. Then there was Prince of Pop Life by Dave Hill. Yep. So it's interesting that there's going to be a new documentary entitled Pop Life, which is by someone that I know pretty well, Matthew Beton. He was telling me like a few weeks ago, like, hey, there's going to be some stuff going on. But I really figured Matthew would contact me and let me know more about this. Um, 
but he's going to be um, co-directing it alongside um, Frederick Frederick Bunitas. I'm sure I'm butchering that. Yeah, I these apologize. names are tough. <laughs> and, um, you know, they're saying it's going to be in the same vein as Amy and that they're going to Amy Wine, the Amy Winehouse story. The documentary features exclusive archive footage, fresh interviews, and animated segments created by filmmaker Joanne Safar, whose past credits include The Rabbi's Cat and Gainsburg or Heroic Life. Um, it will be music-driven with a lot of exclusive footage. And then uh, they're having Joanne to be there to express Prince's creativity and the parts of his life when he disappeared from the public eye. Um, the portrait is going to be presented as a road trip taking in Paris, L.A., and New York. Along the way, spectators will meet devoted fans, relatives, artists who influence Prince, such as Steve Wender, as well as younger stars who in turn were marked by the artist. It also will touch on offstage life, including his contractual battle with Warner Brothers, which led him to change his name to an unpronounceable symbol and subsequently being dubbed the artist formerly known as Prince by journalists. The film will encompass his complex love life and failed relationships. Oof. The death of his son and his embrace of the Jehovah Witnesses in later life. There'll be a lot of stuff from behind the scenes which fans were not, aw- were not were aware of. Um, doesn't really say when it will be released, but that is coming out. So expect another documentary on Prince. And hopefully Matthew will have a little bit more class than HLN and CNN did. Yeah. And I look forward to hearing from Matthew more about it before I make any assumptions. And I'm, I'm actually really excited about this one too, because he's a diehard Prince fan. So I'm sure he's going to have a really good perspective. And not only that people from my side and whatever should know Matthew from his long work with um, his friend and colleague, Lenny Kravitz. Um, So, and Matthew already has a film that he's made called Let Love Rule. I believe, if I got it wrong, man, he's going to be so mad at me because I have a poster of it and everything. But he shot a documentary on Lenny before. So he has previous experience. We'll see how it plays out. Another thing that was announced this week, which we already told you about when you listen to the show, we kind of give you things ahead of time. you know. So I just kind of find it funny. Because when it's out there, you'll be like, yeah, but Dr. Funk told us last week. Uh, we told you weeks ago that there was going to be a Grammy tribute uh, with Bruno Mars featuring members of the time, including Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Haven't heard anything about Jerome and Jesse. Jesse's been kind of silent since he said he wasn't asked to do it. He's been kind of silent, so hopefully he has been asked. Um, they made it official this week that there is going to be a tribute so there'll be a Prince tribute with Bruno Mars and the time. There's also going to be another one for George Michael. Now, actually, when it comes to the Prince tribute, we don't know if it is going to be the time with Bruno or if that's a special thing for himself. But we're imagining that it'll be with the time, and that's how they're going to honor it, especially because lately most of Bruno's material has very been very time-influenced, which is even something that... Uh, Mark Ronson, who made Uptown Funk with him, said that it was inspired by the time. Now, um, I'm not allowed to share it, but I got a photo of the guitar that Bruno will be using when he's performing at the Grammys this Sunday. Oh, very Uh, cool. Yeah. 
I can't share it on social media, but it's a purple Fender guitar. And uh, in the corner of it, it has a print symbol. Oh, sweet. Um, I'm hoping to be able to get that out. But right now I'm being told by Fender's people to please keep it on the down low if I want to know more about the performance and what will be played. So as for my Bruno fans and my Prince fans, uh, I'd love to get it out for you. I just can't right now. But we're looking forward to the to the Grammys on Sunday. Um, for those performances, not so much the awards. I do hope Prince wins for engineering. That award will be given out earlier in the afternoon. We'll see. There's also going to be um, on Saturday a Grammy brunch honoring Prince that is going to feature Tamar Davis, who recorded with Prince before and worked on um, with him on his last number one album, which was 3121. You're also going to have Khalees showing off her food expertise, not only just her milkshake, bringing all the boys to the yard, and it's going to be <laughs> DJ by the one and only DJ Rashida. There's also other people. Sidibe and Alex Isley, which are going to be part of it. It's for three hours. Um, I plan on being a tenants. That's all I'm going to say about it. I will be reporting on it for you guys, and uh, we'll take it from there. But that's going on right now. Um, tickets are uh, between $35 to $50. I believe there's going to be the pre-sale is going to be ending. It's going to be 50 at the door. It is this Saturday, February 11, 2017, 2 p.m. at uh, Bardo, um, which is basically the Avalon where Prince loved to perform. So we have that going on. All right. So Grammy night. We've been talking about it for a long time that Prince's music is going to be available on streaming services again, such as Spotify and Apple Music. And other things. Uh, it's going to be the Warner Brothers year, 78 through 95. But his music, aside from Tidal, was basically not on any streaming services. And now it will be everywhere. And it should be debuting right after the Grammy tribute for Prince. So, you know, people don't really know what to think of this. We're going to answer some questions from the Twitter feed and the fan page. Um, but what Prince would have wanted if he was here, he's not here with us anymore. And it just seemed like he was more involved in what is the here and now when he was here than when he's not. Um, the only reason I see this as a good thing, I don't really use these services, um, is that it'll make it easier for people to have but also make it easier for the younger generation to experience his music. Right. So for that, for the next generation, the next new power generation to get his music. What do you think about this, Chris? Oh, I think this is great because finally it's going to get the music into hands of people that didn't have access to it before, but also it's going to get some revenue going to the estate. And I think that's really vital. So yeah, I'm really happy about it. So not only Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio subscription services, they're all going to have it um, at the same time. 
doesn't seem like Tidal will have it, but we'll see because that's kind of like been the home for Prince and his music, including the stuff after 1995. Now, the reason we bring that up, and I appreciate you guys listening to the show. I appreciate you guys following me on Twitter and following me on Facebook because I know some other people who try to be the inside sources for stuff were saying that the catalog sale uh, was not happening, you know, that his catalog was not having a bidding contest. And I was telling you that there's three sides to every story, yours, mine, and the truth. Now, with that being said, it was announced this morning that Universal Music, who right now um, is managing the publishing for Prince's estate for his family members and also um, is also handling merchandising for the estate is now managing all Prince's material from 1996 from emancipation through now. Um, that includes, like I said, emancipation, Raven to the Joy Fantastic, the Rainbow Children, Musicology, 3121, Planet Earth, News, Lotus Flower, MPLS Sound. Well, we have 2010 up on there as well. Uh, it's just a crazy deal that is reportedly worth around $50 million. And it is a deal that... Londell McMillan and Koppelman, Michael Koppelman, worked out. This is something that they were working on uh, before Bremer Trust transferred everything to Comerica. So they made this deal happen. Now, what's interesting, not only does this deal include all of Prince's music from 1996 till now, which is over 25 albums of material, it includes internet releases, it also includes demos and outtakes and live recordings from the vault. So Universal Music is now managing the vault for the estate. And not only that, under uh, the act where you get albums back every 35 years after it's been recorded, starting next year, Universal will be getting certain Warner Brothers albums back. Now, people were confused by that because Prince uh, had an agreement with Warner Brothers to own the Masters uh, back in 2015. Now, the problem with that, 2014, excuse me, it was more like a handshake deal. That Prince would own them, would co-own the Masters with Warner Brothers, but they would have to be released through Warner's. It couldn't be released through anywhere else. Plus, also a contract was reached for Purple Rain uh, to go past the 35 years um, of it being owned by the label. So there's that. But then you have the other albums like For You, Prince, Dirty Mind, Controversy that will soon be under the control of Universal Music and will 
be released in the future. This does not affect the Purple Rain remaster, which is slated to be released sometime this year. I know that Warner Brothers said early 2017, but anywhere in the music industry, that can mean from spring to June, July, regardless of it. Um, everything does have things that are being pushed back. Susan Rogers has been saying, uh, from what people tell me, that she is involved with that. So that's kind of cool. And I especially feel with this going on that, that she should be involved more, especially with the Warner Brothers years. Um, Universal is very excited about the deal. They have their own press release for it. Um, Billboard interviewed McMillan and Koppelman late last week about it. They really didn't talk about it, but of course this was put out today, but they were alluding to it in the interview. Um, now, I think it's kind of cool, especially because they will eventually get the Warner Brothers stuff with it as well. So it will at one point be under the estate's control for Universal to manage it. They still have a deal with them. Um, I'm just curious, and this is not what's been reported yet, how long the deal is for. If it's for four years, five years, lifetime, whatever. Um, but again, this is money that can be brought into the estate immediately. So right. and, I'm for it. And from a fan's perspective, it's great because this is really what we've been wanting to know is what's going to happen with the vault. Evolved. So that's great. So that's that, great. It's finally getting settled and something so. hopefully will be put together for this year. And maybe we'll even get an album of unreleased material that we can enjoy. And we're going to have, we're going to have a little bit more news on the celebration, a little bit, some other performers or other things that are being added right now. Um, Cause I asked you guys before I went live on the air to record this. Unfortunately, you guys can't hear when it's being recorded and for the sound issues we've been having, we've been saving you guys a lot of time. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and take some questions via my Twitter feed and uh, the Funkenberry fan page. Uh, this is from Cinnamon Canella. Um, she kind of wants to know what this means for Tidal with streaming. Um, you know, and brings up it's a shame, but only if he made a will, which he didn't or at least hasn't been discovered yet. I have a long-standing battle with that. Right now, we don't know what it means for Tidal. Tidal was supposed to have a court date this week with the estate. I don't know if Universal Music Publishing paid them off um, to not deal with this anymore so it doesn't lock up things that were set for the Grammys and set for them to take over uh, the music for 95 on. Um, but that title, the case was uh, delayed or canceled. It did not happen on Wednesday as it was supposed to. But right now we really don't know what's going on with title. I would imagine if they're not cool with this, we're going to hear, be hearing about another lawsuit, which they have filed a few of before. Now, another question, you know, let's see, that's more of a statement that someone has. Um, now this is from CC. The, they hope the estate will be able to release anything from the vault on their own that Universal won't release because it, quote-unquote, wouldn't sell. See, Londell was talking about that there still would be peer-to-peer -peer distribution. Now, this could be one of those things that you know may not be for the market, but right now, I think anything that's put out 
if um, if promoted the right way, which no disrespect to Warner Brothers, but Prince Forever, Artificial Age, and Plectrum Electrum were not promoted correctly. Um, so as long as Universal can promote it correctly, which they did with 3121, um, maybe everything would be worth selling that Prince will put out. It's also just how you promote it and how you handle it. Um, <clears throat> you know, now there's just a few people that are fine about the podcast and want to join. Appreciate you, Barbara and Nancy for doing that. Um, this is from Jesse. If UMG and Warners both have rights to his pre-1996 albums, what does that mean for potential deluxe-style re-releases? Now, while Warners has control of those albums until Universal does, it's up to Warners to make deluxe editions. Now, I do think that they're going to need the estate's approval to go back and remaster stuff. So it may take a little bit longer to get that pristine-sounding side of the times. You may have to wait for Universal Music Publishing to have that. And this is uh, from Keith E. Jefferson. Is there a plan to release all his non-Warner Brothers music or concerts on certain platforms like Amazon or Google Play in the future? I know Prince at one time was talking about having his own channel, MPG TV. Um, kind of brought it up one weekend when VH1 Soul was having like 72 hours of Prince nonstop. I wouldn't mind if it could be done properly. If, if they don't put out a DVD release of stuff, I wouldn't mind kind of having like a streaming channel of Prince and artists that he appreciated or whatnot, maybe for $7.77 a month for the first year or whatnot. Uh, that would be kind of cool. And to have like these concert specials that they're airing at Paisley, that it airs that one time. Yeah, you can only see it live streaming uh, through the MPG TV app or something like that. That it only shows that one time you got to be there and it isn't available for streaming like everything else is all the time at your disposal. Um, another question from Keith, will the deal to release all of his Warner, Warner Brother music all at once or will it be layered? I think he's talking about the streaming for it. I do think it's going to be all at once regarding the streaming of it. And then Don, I'm not going to try to butcher your last name, so I'm just going to say Don P. Um, any word on vault releases, when, what, how, what can we expect? No word. They just signed a deal today. But that's just like Prince fans, right? We want a new album, new video collection, a new book. And then for the second week, we want the same thing again. Uh, we have to give it time. But I'm sure Universal understands that there's a lot to be made money off of when it comes to vault. And unfortunately, we have to say it is money because that's what they're in the business of doing. So, yes, that will be in there. Um, now, Raven Nicole, Chris, um, she asked, will Londell McMillan and Charles Koppelman be permanent advisors to the estate? If so, what would their duties and responsibilities be? Um, right now, I think it's on a temporary basis now after Bramer Trust, but Londell and Koppelman were able to get this deal done. It was able to bring the estate money. Um, yep. That's the yep. most important thing. Uh, so we don't know what their duties or responsibilities are doing, but obviously the billboard interview that they did and other stuff, it's really good PR. It's a smart PR move. The family is divided on things to do, and that's the family's issues. 
I care about Paisley and the estate. So whatever is best for Paisley and the estate, I'm going to be for. I don't care who you are. I have no allegiances to anybody. But if you can help the estate stay, stay afloat and Paisley stay afloat, I'm for you. I don't play sides on anything, but that's just how it is. So we'll see how long and how long they'll go for them being ad- advertising or, excuse me, um, advisors. Um, so <clears throat> Barbara, this is another question from Barbara uh, Garbara. A recent article on Billboard said Prince, now his estate, doesn't own all of his Warner Brothers masters. I thought he got them all back. Again, handshake deal. It'd have to be released jointly with Warner Brothers along with MPG. As you saw with Hit and Run Phase 1 and Phase 2, that was not released through Warner Brothers. So they weren't exactly on the best of terms when it came to releasing stuff of what he wanted. Um, now, Lori, Lori Lai asked um, on Londell's interview with Billboard today, he said, no one was really working the vault right now. What tales do I, What details do I know? I know that they still haven't preserved the tapes, and someone's got to do that now. Because each day that goes by is another day that those tapes are unprotected. And it needs to be done because there's certain stuff that may be ruined at the beginning of the tape or the end of the tape. Not so the middle, but they have to be prepared for that. And I have heard um, that someone has been mixing some stuff from the vault. Not going to get into to names or what's being done. But it's probably smart to preserve stuff. But this is not the tapes that are being mixed or other stuff. It's stuff that was originally done and has been worked on. But we need to preserve the tapes. And that's what I mean by no really working the vault right now. Now, Michael Isaiah Blue asked, do you think he would approve of Universal handling the rights? Is there any money from the right benefiting charities? Would Universal, I think, at one time, and this is what I had. I had people text me today that said, oh, he'd be happy with Universal. Then other people text me that he wouldn't be happy with Universal. Again, he cared about these things when he was here. Um, right now, it's all about making the estate money and Paisley money. And right now, no, there is no money going to any charities. Right now, the charity that needs the most Aside from if you want to donate to the Dr. Funk podcast, you can go to drfunkandberry.com. Cheap plug. Um, the estate and Paisley Park right now are the charities that need the money. Hopefully in the future it can go to other things that Prince supported. But we need to keep that place afloat. And uh, Universal gets some stuff out. Take my money because I want to help out in any capacity. Now this is Everlasting Now. <clears throat> Uh, did you hear the Eric Leeds interview on a, on a podcast? If so, what do I think about it or any, any other interviews out there? I try not to listen to any other Prince podcast at all. And I know that there's a lot of them. Much love to them. I do not listen to them because I'm afraid to be influenced. Uh, say we have Eric Leeds on or whatever. I don't want to ask the same questions or, or active things. It's just... Um, I just don't want to be influenced. I listen to other podcasts. Chris has played me the Adam Carolla podcast. It's a lot different than what we do, just so I can get different things of it. I just I don't want to be influenced by someone else's work. And then you use something by accident or you do something. So, no, I haven't. Um, I'm sure that the interview is really great. Eric Leeds is an amazing guest. Um, 
kudos to getting for that and all the people that listen to it if it's really great. I unfortunately haven't heard it myself. It's not me being a hater. I just do not want to get influenced by other things, and that's why I kind of stay away from it. Um, <clears throat> and then someone asked a title question, which you either covered. And Shar is asking about who, any clue who's doing the Prince Grammy tribute this weekend. As far as we know, there's something planned with Bruno Mars and members of the time, including Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Now, Cookie asked regarding the HLN CNN documentary of Prince the End. Owen Hunsey mentioned lawyering up on Andre Simone's Facebook page with the specials portrayed as a tabloid. Have I heard anything? Well, as you guys heard, I have seen it. Um, they don't mess Owen's words up or anything. He was quite blunt on it, especially when Prince is on Larry King saying I was managed by someone whose name escapes me right now. Um, I don't think there's anything for Owen to be worried about. They just have to be skeptical. Like There was this thing called Prince Slave Trade. Um, that I was asked to be part of a few years ago. And I was afraid because DVDs at that time, anything that covered Prince always had a slant to it. So I was afraid to do anything. I let Prince know that I'm not doing it. And he appreciated um, you know, me not being a part of it. It was with Eric Leeds and Michael Bland and Sonny T. And let me tell you, that documentary is amazing. Um, if you have your chance to see it or buy it, Slave Trade, it covers Prince from 1991 to around 2013. It talks about how he changed the game uh, with selling his music through the internet and fighting for artist rights. I cannot recommend this enough. I wish I was a part of it. Um, Ann Powers, who recommended me, thank you so much. I apologize for not taking you up on it, but that's a really, really great documentary. If you want to know more about Prince the Man and the music, get that one and skip the HLN CNN thing. Um, and I appreciate you guys support. You know, I see you guys, how you are responding to it. Like I said, you know, if I get anything wrong, I'll let you know, but I'm never going to mislead you. You know, God, there's, there's someone who did like a plethora of, um, tweets at me. It just kind of like did a collage just craziness. And then someone wants to talk about the Kim Kardashian thing. But we're going to skip that. We're now going to go to Facebook and taking questions from there. Thank you guys so much for participating on the Twitter one. And I hope this interests you because I'd rather have this be more interactive with you guys. So what we have on Facebook, um, Alexia de Paris, wonder where you got your name from. Uh, <laughs> hey, doctor. They won't be streaming the unreleased stuff on streaming services, will they? Hope it's only for purchase. Uh, they're not talking about the unreleased stuff. Right now, the streaming deal is from 78 through 95. Uh, the Universal Music deal that was struck today to manage the catalog from 95 on has not been discussed with streaming services. Since the deal was just struck today, I would not expect it to be on streaming services anytime soon, meaning the Grammys. Um, but... Hopefully they'll have stuff for sale and there will be some stuff that's made for streaming. So uh, Michael P, because I, I don't want to butcher your name, will there be any news on the Purple Rain Deluxe at the Grammys? No, there's not. Uh, I think it's smart for 
the Grammys, they are the Prince tribute. And the first commercial that comes up afterwards will be announcing that Prince will be on these streaming platforms. And to not have Warner Brothers step on any toes. Let that be the news. Let it trend for a little bit. Get it on. And now uh, Diane Seymour, she wants to know if there will be any be selling physical copies of his albums and what merchandise will be available. Hope they will do right by him and get money flowing into Paisley. And please tell me they are going to shut down all his unofficial crap. They're trying to sell. Mind that I said they because it's nicer than what I would like to say. Thank you for that, Diane. Universal um, merchandising there that's separate and that was a deal that was reached a few weeks ago i have heard that they're supposed to be going after uh the places on amazon and facebook that you see selling the fake print stuff um i do believe that they will be selling physical copies in time because uh, there's money to be made off of it along with streaming you don't spend 50 million dollars uh, for a catalog to manage not own if you're planning on making money off of it as for new merchandising that will be going to the estate as well. Yes, hopefully there'll be some exclusive stuff that's struck for Paisley Park to sell in the future. And then Jonathan Feldman wants to know if there's any talk of remasters aside for Purple Rain. Right now, no. And especially with the Universal deal uh, going into place, and it looks like the estate is more than happy to let the deal with Warner Brothers for each album expire slowly but surely. So that's how we go with it. Just expect Purple Rain now. And Rhonda Nicole Tankerson, uh, she read that Andre and Catherine Simone's comments about the CNN program, uh, did the family slash estate have anything to do with the production or is it one of those unauthorized docs? It is unauthorized, but they do use footage that they own. The Larry King CNN interview and a bunch of other things. They do use Papa from the Come album. And a few other things since Warner Brothers is, is an entity of CNN, so they can do that to use his music. But they did not have, um, the family estate did not have anything to do with it. Now, Lori Lesson Holmquist and Valerie Kij Longfellow, um, if you hadn't been given the opportunity to pre screen the documentary, would you have watched it tomorrow night? I'm on the fence leaning towards not watching. I don't know if I would have watched it live. Um, the reels one, it took me a long time to watch and God was that terrible. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't, yeah. they couldn't even get the kid's name right of a mirror, you know, a prince's kid and then got my name wrong. Just ridiculous. So I don't know if I would watch it. The main thing is, is if you have a DVR record it, or like I suggested someone record it and put it up somewhere tour can be viewed without giving them ratings then maybe people can watch it when they're ready for it <clears throat> and then stephanie greener uh she was talking about the entire catalog being on streaming services was missing albums be coming back to title right now it doesn't look that way but universal does have a dealing with titles same with live nation so we have to see how it plays out uh, but right now the streaming services will be having Prince's classic albums from 78 till 1995 on there. Um, with Universal, this is from Danny Fonero. Will Universal getting that deal together, do they now have control over the vaults? If so, does that include video as well? They are managing it. 
when we, the, the estate controls it. And I would assume video as well. I think that's one of the things that they kind of maybe missed on the press release is the video and the live performances. Um, so we'll see that. And Donald Marshall, his question is kind of like that. Like, who's handling the visual and media side of things? Will we see VHS concert music video releases made into DVD or Blu-ray? It's very much possible since they do own live recordings and other stuff. So, yes, just don't expect it next week for Valentine's. Um, now, I'm curious. This is from Rodney Keller. I'm curious which of the Warner Brothers albums the estate does not own, the Masters and why. Like I said, it was a joint agreement for Prince to have the Masters with them, but it had to be released through them. So basically, you're talking about every album right now, Side of the Times, For You, Prince, that Warner Brothers still owns. But slowly but surely, they're going to be getting, Universal will be getting those albums. It will be the estate, but Universal will be managing putting them out. So right now, it's all of them, and it will take a little bit longer for Purple Rain. <clears throat> so... Anna Vassilo says, I would love to see a concert DVD out of the Prince Piano and Microphone Tour. Will this happen? I don't know how much video was taken, but I do know that the Atlanta shows, his last shows, were recorded. It was played for us at Paisley Park on April 16th last year. Um, he did say he wanted to get it out, but that may have been just to show off how great his voice sounded, especially after what happened on the plane. Um, I do hope that eventually gets released. I think that there's money to be made off of it. Unfortunately, I have to talk like that, everyone, because I want the estate to make money. And, you know, you can just see the ads on TV. Prince's final performance. Listen to how great he sounded in the reviews, blah, blah, blah. You know, so that's really it for everything. But I appreciate your guys' input on that. I love being interactive with you. Hopefully we can have it be more interactive than just reading questions in the future. And now, and we'll update stuff because there's an auction going on right now that we talked about a few weeks ago. We're getting some Prince costumes and handwritten letters and some things that I've never seen before. Right now, it's going on. Uh, there's a letter between him and Miles Davis that's going for over $2,000 right now, which is interesting. I don't know, Chris. It's been quite a busy week, has it not? This has been one of the craziest weeks I can remember. It, it, there was a lot that came out, a lot. So has there been any more information about the celebration in April? There is, but let's get to a few other things before that. Okay. On a darker note, just um, Facebook title, Facebook pages that are tiled like Prince was, you know, murdered, crap like that. Um, just call out some of the BS that's on there. They have like 2,000 followers. Like, just stop, you know. Everyone loves a con good conspiracy theorist. But just be careful. Don't get dragged into that stuff too much. You know? And as for the celebration, as we talked about, you know, I have Andre performing with the New Power Generation. They'll have Morris Hayes and a bunch of other people in it. And um, you got The Revolution. You got Shelby J. You got Judith Hill. You got Liv Warfield. You're going to be having panels. I mean, other stuff going on. Like, I really feel it is going to be worth your money to go to this celebration and just support the estate. If you have it, go to it. Um, a few other things that we're hearing, I have to go to it real quick. Unfortunately, now it's been taken offline, but apparently um, G-Sharp is going to be, G-Sharp in the business is going to be performing 
somewhere around the celebration, if not the celebration itself. George Clinton is also supposed to be there, so maybe he will be added to the celebration as well. Um, you know, we'll get G Sharp and some other people on the podcast as well. We'd love to have it. But um, as more details come out about the celebration and panels and some special things that they're going to be having, we will let you know. I know that some of you have been asking if I'm going to be a part of it. Um, just saying that, you know, that may be like the tipping point of wanting to go, which I find ridiculous. No disrespect to you guys. I appreciate the love. Um, but I want to be a part of it. We'll see. And that's all I can say. It's just to help out. You know, if I'm in the background doing stuff, um, you know, right. that's what it comes down to. And we'll see how it goes. But every time when we get more celebration info for you, I'll put it on my Twitter feed, on my Facebook feed. I really hope to have my site functioning up and quicker because even though I can get news to you quicker through Twitter, I know that a lot of you guys like reading like in-depth articles regarding what's going on and along with the podcast. So thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you, Chris. Much love, everyone. Uh, keep subscribing on iTunes and on Stitcher. Uh, where I'm, I have a Twitter fan page, Twitter page, Facebook fan page. We have the DrFungerberry.com. If you always want to contribute to the podcast or whatnot, it's up to you. We're still going to be doing it anyway, regardless, because I need it, you guys need it, and it is appreciated. Um, till then, much love, y'all. Keep it funky. We out. Show me, show me.